This episode is brought to you by Plated.com. Prepare chef-quality meals in 30 minutes or less with Plated. Head over to Plated.com slash Atomic and get free shipping with your first order. That's Plated.com slash Atomic. Support for Atomic Moms comes from Audible. With over 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products, why wouldn't you try Audible today? Get a free audiobook of your choice at audiblepodcast.com slash Atomic. Guys, hello. We're in Venice. We're in Venice. Do you feel a little extra saucy when you come into Venice to record? Uh-huh. I feel like it's Friday, even though it's Monday. <laughs> go <laughs> go get a little tan at the beach, although you couldn't right now because it's I even sat in the car for five minutes and pretended to meditate. Did you? Yeah. And then Pretend. I got up then I got on Pinterest. <laughs> Well, I, I actually meditated for five minutes today, um, but Ooh. I just am getting over a cold, and so my nose is all stuffy, so it wasn't really... Oh, I'm glad we're sharing popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> it's the end. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm traveling this week. I'm getting throaty already. <laughs> I, uh, oh, my God. I have a new app for us what? to obsess about. Well, okay. we love Budify, yeah. right? Now I have another one. It's called Simply Being. Oh, I like the sound of yeah. it already. It's got this woman's voice, and then you can choose how long you want it to be. But it's a lot about just simply being. <laughs> and, then, and then there'll be like, you can choose different types of music to go with it. Yeah. But it's sort of a, it kind of plays in a loop for as long as you want it to go on, and it really works. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Actually, we have, we're recording two podcasts today. And another one, I was trying to come up with questions for a guest, and I was stumped. So I put on the app. I like meditated for 10 minutes with it. And then the questions started like rushing out. Of me. Really? Uh-huh. Maybe I should start trying that. I'm, I'm so like always fly by the seat of my pants. It's probably why I'm in a constant state of anxiety. Well, that's what, what uh-huh. because of the question thing. I never know what to ask. No, this I, is my I, first time. yeah, anything in life. I'm just saying like, I don't prepare for anything. I got so mad at myself the other day. Because, but that makes you seem relaxed. Does it? Yeah. Mm. Maybe, Maybe it's your like low voice. You know, you've got like the, you, you've <laughs> I can trick you. Vibe. Okay. Finish your story. I interrupted. So That's okay. Like- no, I just, I was on my way to an audition and I got really mad at myself because I didn't really prepare for it and I was driving in, but I also didn't really want to go in on it. I wasn't like feeling too jazzed about it. And then I had this whole like meltdown dialogue driving in, like, why am I even going? I'm going to go in and make an ass of myself because I don't really, I haven't like worked yeah. on the character. And then I went in and of course, like totally rocked it, even though physically I don't think I'm right for it. I was like 100% sold on what I did in the room. And I was like, isn't it just the case? Like the ones that you slave over working like to tears and, and, and blood to the bone and you're you and you are like ruin it. You go in there and you're like, that felt awful. And then it's the ones that you just show up and just kind of do it. And you're like, wow, that was really good. Yeah. I do best when I free fall. Yeah. Which is what you're talking. Yeah. About. That's a good way. Because it's it forces you to be in the moment. Because you've got nothing else to like hang on to. Yeah. And you're not able to sort of judge, well, I would have done it this way or yeah. why didn't I do it the way I practiced? Uh, hands down, my best auditions have been the ones that yeah, I just don't. But it's also like, I don't know if it's worth the, well, it's worth it if you get the job. I don't know if it's worth the anxiety that like the ball that rolls and grows as I get closer and closer to the audition. Because um, then I'm just kind of a mess. And now that I have another person that's depending on me, that's not such a good thing. <laughs> Before I could just be a mess unto myself. Do you think she senses when you have an audition? Oh, I know. She definitely senses when like I'm like stressed out about something. 
Mm. It's funny because uh, lately I was going to talk to you about this because I wanted to know if you had experienced any moments of this with Sabrina since you are, in fact, ahead of me on this journey. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But... I'm an upperclassman. <laughs> you totally are. I'm, I'm really smitten by I you. Love it. My, <laughs> my 20 month old, I'm an upperclassman. All our listeners are like, shut up. You have such a tiny child. They all have kids that are like eight and 12. She's and 20 months 20. already? I think so. That's crazy. You I'm think not so? Do the math. I got some babysitter email. Yeah, I get that too. It, I think. Yeah. Pretty I know. Sure. I don't really I know the months. <laughs> I was like, remember, I was like, she's 11 months old and it's no, a year isn't 10 months, a year is 12 months and you add on to that. So I I think because we did the sleep training, like I'm being super, super paranoid about like her, uh, how she expresses affection Yeah, because I'm like, that was my biggest fear of that going away. And like this last week she's been sick and also she had four molars coming in. So it's been crazy and for a while the sleep training went kaput and then it came back like over the weekend and it's fantastic again, but like she won't kiss me anymore. But it's funny because it's like I'll ask her like, can I have a kiss? And then I go, "Mm," because that's how she would Mm -hmm. always do it too is like make the noise and lean in. Um, And she just like looks at me and gets this twinkle in her eye and shakes her head no. And she's clearly enjoying saying no. But then I've like started to like overthink it and be like, is she like, she's not hugging me as much lately. And she's not. So, and I feel like I'm like in the needy girlfriend oh, in a yeah. relationship with the guy who's going Listen, out. Listen, I let my daughter who was under two years old. I know the whole thing of like, don't let them have screen time. Okay. I will sit on the couch and watch Frozen with Sabrina just so I can cuddle on her. <laughs> okay. I feel no. you. I, is it yeah. like it's like the the cruelest joke? It's like we get these precious little scrumptious packages that smell so good, even when they eat the worst things and make the worst poops known to mankind. Oh, it's gotten. And you still just want to stick your face and your nose all up in their business and just like inhale them and hold them. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? (laughs) That's not. Yes. yes. No, it's true. Although at this point, I feel like with the diaper genie, we're like one diaper in and then we have to change the whole bag. I know. I walked in Magnolia's room the other day and I was like, oh my God, that thing's (laughs) not even a third full yet. Yeah. Um, this, we're dealing with real people poop. No, but I mean, it's like you, you, all, you want nothing more than to squeeze them forever and they want nothing to do with it. But that's because they're, they're so strong in their attachment. They're yeah. Like, they have such a good sense of your relationship that they're trying to show, you know, explore yeah. their sense of like uh, self-identity. Because I don't today, know. <laughs> because today I came home from the gym and um, the nanny and she were already heading out the door to the park, which is a whole nother story of me f- being not okay yeah. with something. And, um, she started bawling when she saw me. So it's like, there is like, she yeah. definitely wants to be with me and, you know, yeah. but she just doesn't want to give me affection, which is fine. I'm going to totally her something. What? Sometimes like when I leave, I like circle back around just cause like, she'll seem too cool with it the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't mean to do this. I don't think, but I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll end up like, oh, I forgot this thing and I got to come back by again. (laughs) Aren't you sure you're not really sad that mommy's leaving? No, it's not that she's, it depends on what it is, you know? I mean, she really doesn't like daddy leaving. That's still, yeah. he's still number one. 
We haven't but, gotten to the number one part yet, but I also uh, am thinking that that might be because Mike has just been so busy. So he yeah. hasn't. But you want to know something really funny? Mm-hmm. So, so it's such a commentary. on. So as everyone knows, my, well, or doesn't know, my husband works nights, days and nights. He, he does a radio show called Love Line. And so he works from 10 to 12. And um, so he gets home at like, you know, 1231 in the morning. And then he'll like not be able to sleep because he'll be all high yeah. on the energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he'll finally fall asleep. So he always sleeps in. So <laughs> this morning, Magnolia and I got up um, around six and we went to the park and we played and we you know, did some stuff. We come back home and he had a really, really early uh, meeting this morning. So he was already gone. Mm-hmm. And she like walks down and she goes, Papa, Papa. And she like walks into the bedroom and is like digging through the covers because oh. apparently she's so used to the fact that he's just in there. That, like that's, that's where, where daddy lives. So daddy <laughs> He's under the covers. He lives in the bed. Um, so yeah, it was really sweet. But then, you know, the other thing is like, I, I was like, maybe with my nanny, I'm like, can she just maybe wait five minutes so I can get home and yeah. let me hug her and love her before they like head yeah. out? I mean, what's the rush? Yeah. <laughs> well, sometimes maybe they don't want to, uh, they don't want to deal with picking up the pieces too. Uh, and you know what? That's 100% valid and I totally get that and I'm just being so selfish in this moment. You're not being selfish. Well, I mean, because I kind of am because it is a little worse for Magnolia when she sees me and then... I know, but sometimes we just need... Sometimes I, we're like just needy balls of neediness. <laughs> can, I, can, yeah. I'm like a raw nerve sometimes. But yesterday I went... I had to pick out a... a I had to go get a dress for a wedding I'm going to. Um, and I was at the mall and I got like this extreme anxiety because I kept hearing all these other kids. Oh, Or yeah. I see these other mothers shopping. And I was so lucky to get away to do this. And I see the other moms carrying their little babies and shopping. And I'm like, ah. And then I'm like, that is so miserable. We went to a bike store. Um, we got one of those bike seats. So we've been going on family bike rides. And um, – <laughs> We went to the bike store. You gotta on, put up a picture of this on Saturday. I will. I actually have a really cute one of of Megs and Mike. Um, and uh, we went to the bike store so they could attach another rack to the back of my bike. And of course, you know they were taking their sweet ass time because they don't understand what it's like to be in a store mm-hmm. of so much stuff with your toddler. And Magnolia lost her mind. And I mean, Mike and I were like, we were probably in there for twenty minutes, and we were exhausted. <laughs> she wanted to touch. Every everything yeah. needed to come off every hook, and of course she yeah, doesn't understand so her it's own like, strength. So she yeah. like pull one, and the whole thing would come down. And you know, and then you're like aware that like the people are starting to give you crazy looks, and um, the guy's like, "Do you guys want to go have like lunch and maybe come back?" And I was oh like, "You God. you clearly don't have kids, right?" Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "No." So I said, "You need to either attach the rack or just give it to us, and we'll go home and do it." <laughs> Now this is like the activity for the day. Maybe tomorrow we'll actually ride the bikes. You can actually stomach one activity a day. We yeah. go to this uh, breakfast spot on Sunday mornings and there's another family that we always see there and they have twins that are probably four months old maybe because oh, wow. they're always sleeping. And then they've got a daughter who's probably in first grade maybe. And then the parents, and they just look so tired. But like they got out, they did it. But it just is like you're like, oh, and they have the dog. And every time, every week, I, walk, I look at them, oh and God. I, I just am thankful for the energy I have. Well, and also I think we, when we were on vacation over Christmas, we met a, a couple um, that had triplets, and I was like. I I literally met the woman because she was in the pool with her kids, and I said, 
I am so in awe of you. Like, I bow to you. I do not understand how you are doing this. And she was like, well, here's the deal. I don't know any different. She's like, you had one. So you, you know, it's all relative. Like your, your level of difficulty is based on this is all you've ever known. Whereas for me, I didn't have just one kid. If I had one kid and then I had triplets, she's like, I would have lost my mind. But this is the, this is reality. Yeah. But secretly she knows she has it way harder. It was very nice of her to say that. No, I mean, I know she knows. Yeah, no, I know. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I love that. It is sweet when people say that, though. Like, they'll be like, oh, but you didn't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But it... You just give up more, probably. Oh, you you just... just, You're just like, I I would cut off, I'd shave all my hair off. Oh, and and I think also you probably, like, go to a place of, like, a catatonic state where it's like you emerge... (laughs) Um, you know, we'll have, we'll have Drew, uh, Dr. Drew's wife, Susan Pinsky yes. on. She really wants to do the show and, um, she had triplets yeah. and we'll ask her how she did she'll it. She'll ta- oh, and she's, uh, she's a hoot. So, so it'll be fun. Yay. Um, well, why don't we, we take, take a, a little break? break? Yeah. Jinx. Buy me Coke. <laughs> what is that from? Jinx, buy me a Coke? Yeah, no. That's the rest of the saying. No one in Texas ever said the buy me Coke part. <laughs> We'll you it. made that up because you were a bully and you just wanted people to buy you Coke. Okay, we're, listen, <laughs> after this break, I'm going to find it and we're going to read it back. What, Is where it they from were a doing. movie? No, I don't, I don't know. We'll find okay, it. Okay, we're wikipedia We'll this. be right back. I would just like to say I am a really big fan of going online and choosing things and having them show up at my door. Yes, huge <laughs> fan of that. Okay, yeah. and that's why we're excited about Plated. Maybe you've heard about these guys on Shark Tank. Plated is for people who love cooking fresh, exciting new dishes, but don't have the time to find all the perfect ingredients. And it's a great way to impress a date. Or your husband. <laughs> maybe, or maybe. your babysitter. Or your baby. Or your baby. How yeah, your that? toddler. Um, here's how it works. Go to plated.com slash atomic and choose from amazing chef-designed recipes with new selections every week. Next, the culinary pros at Plated lovingly fill a refrigerated box. I love that they do it lovingly. I know. With just the perfect pre-proportioned ingredients for your dinner. Nothing is wasted. Everything's delivered to your door. Fresh meat, poultry, fish, farm fresh veggies, spices, everything you need on the date you choose. It's really fun. It feels like Christmas. I opened the door and there was like this huge box. Um, So tonight, when I get home from recording the podcast and get my butt across town, our family's having the Chinese chicken salad. It has Napa cabbage, almonds, and mustard soy vinaigrette. And it came with these like, because I went ahead and cooked the chicken this morning that part I got down okay and it was great because it was like the two cutlets and they they tell you I mean it's like idiot proof okay I know this from experience <laughs> I was able uh, they even are like you know rinse off the meat and then I even toasted almonds okay because they had what? like all the little almonds that were already sliced and then you just put them in the pan after you do the chicken and so now I'm going to do the rest of it tonight for dinner Dude, so it'll be fresh I just had the best idea you can Instagram that stuff and people think like you're a real chef that's a great idea that a great because all I care about is what people think and listen guys <laughs> if you're not home for your delivery no worries your plated box keeps everything fresh until midnight on the day it arrives even on warm days and the days are warm right now prepare chef quality meals in 30 minutes or less with plated hurry over to plated.com slash atomic now and get free shipping with your first order once again that's plated.com slash atomic Okay, I just want to tell you that <laughs> it doesn't say where the meaning came from, but there's like 200 pages of where is the origin of Jinx, buy me a Coke. So there you have it. I'm not crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Good. 
because the internet said it was true. It's no, true. I know. Everyone's going to, I love all the, the listeners are going to write in and be like, Ellie, it's true. It's What's Coke. the origin? You know, That's you know I'll tell know. you, I'll tell you the origin. Coke, their publicist oh. came up with it probably. Maybe. That extra tagline. Yeah. Because it ain't jinx. You buy me a soda. Yeah. Jinx. Buy me a Coke. Sprite. Buy me um, a Verner's. What do you okay. got for us? Okay, Ellie? okay, okay. So my girlfriend has a blog called Misadventures in Motherhood. Her name is Allison Haas, H-A-A-S. So two A's. And Haas, she... Avocado. Yeah. Mwah. And uh, she has a recent post that I thought was really interesting. It's called Can't Stop, Won't Stop, Don't Want to Stop. Okay. Ooh. And it's about, it's about the mommy wars, but really it's about you know, sort of the moms that like do a ton of Pinteresting and all that jazz and sort of the vitriol that she experiences. Meaning they post a lot of Pinterest stuff. They they like to be on Pinterest and look at stuff or what is just the- like the, the moms that like want to have the perfect parties. OK. And so just to clarify, also, it's it's not just moms on Pinterest, like like sharing pics. It's, no, it's, it's moms, moms creating it. Right. So there there are those moms that make the little fun things that you see on Pinterest and you're like, how does she have the time? Right. Yeah. Like, for example, Allison, when they went on their first trip with their son, she had the little Ziploc bag you know, the little goodie bag for each of the people around her on the plane saying, this is my son's first trip. Right. Here are some earplugs. Here's some candy. Here's some stuff. She's that girl. She's that, she's that mom, right? So, um, there's a recent blog on the Huffington Post called To the Moms Just Stop. Yeah. Which is about that. Right. Which is about like how crazy making it can be when these moms like are super type A in creating these projects. And then it makes people feel bad. Okay. So this is her response to that. Got it. Attack. And they talk about Pinterest stress and blah, blah, blah. So she quit her job and she says in the blog that she, after a short postpartum stint at my former corporate job, it quickly became glaringly clear to me that I was not of this camp. So I did what I assume most educated, responsible, and type A people do when they make a life-changing decision. I created a spreadsheet. I'm kidding, of course, but only a little. And and she says that she presented him with all the ways of like the nanny salary. Um, she presented her husband. Yeah, right. with why she should be able to be you know a stay-at-home mom and what her financial co- contribution to the family is by being right. a stay-at-home mom. And so she says that she loves making things that are Pinterest worthy. And she says she's damn good at it. And she is because I've been to the birthday parties. <laughs> she's amazing. And she says it makes me happy to cook food from scratch and create a curriculum to guide my remaining weeks at home with her son before he starts preschool in September. And she says, I get that you might find it annoying that I make homemade Butterfinger candy bars or that I draw designs on the snack bags for a mommy and me class. But my making and doing these things doesn't diminish the talents at which other mommies excel. I don't begrudge your sweet corner office and the other awesome job perks, like that you get to use a bathroom by yourself or that you're contributing to your 401k. And I don't get my panties in a wad that you decided to go all out of your big presentation and make it the best thing any client has ever seen or that you won that new account and are going to get a sweet percentage of the deal. In short, I don't take it to the internet and bemoan my position in life because you decided to kick ass at your job. And so that's really great because it feels like, and guys, you should read the actual blog post and I'll put it up because I'm you know, jumping around a little bit. Right. We should be able to do the best, like without of, caring well, about what other people think. What we keep talking about again and again and again right? and again, which is this idea that 
anybody who is shining, if they make you feel bad about yourself, then they shouldn't be doing that or they shouldn't be, you know, gloating about it or they shouldn't be that, that now that we have this forum, this medium to put our stuff out there, that if it in some way insults or makes someone feel inferior, then you're the bad guy. Right. When we just need to work on our inferior inferiority complexes instead. If somebody makes you feel bad about yourself because of things that they're doing unrelated to you, that is not their problem. That is your problem. And you know, we're not, we're not responsible for taking care of everybody else. If you're just living your life and doing what you do and, and it makes her happy, she says in the, oh yeah, she loves it. Like she's so creative. She finds being a mother super, you know, I would, I'm going to be very honest here and say, I have friends who do things and I found myself getting really snotty about it, about, you know, moms that were able to do, I have a friend who makes her own, all her own cleaning products and is, you know, just Betty Crocker extraordinaire. And for a while, you know, I would just like find myself kind of sneering at it. And after like a bit of time had passed, I started to realize like, why, why do I, why am I doing this? And I was like, because it makes me feel like I'm not good enough because I don't, I can't do that. I don't, first of all, I'm not a great baker. I really like to bake, but I, I don't really have the patience for it. Mm And it's really only if I feel like eating something that then I'll make that thing. And secondly, I really want to like be that person that makes all my own cleaning products. I think that's rad. And that's probably why you were angry about it too, right? Because if you didn't care at all, if you're like, well, that does not like cleaning products is probably the last (laughs) thing on my list. (laughs) So, so I have no problem that she does that really well. But but if it was something that I wish I were better at, but I suck at, then, then that would rub me the wrong way potentially. But I want to dig into this a little bit deeper because I want to, I want to really expose myself as an exercise. So our listeners can do the same with, with themselves. Right. So why do I want to make my own cleaning products? Do I love non-toxic products in my home? Yes. But you can buy a lot of those these days. Do I love the process of making cleaning supplies? No, don't. I like making things, but I'm more like, you know, finger painting and that kind of stuff. Um, So what is it about that for me? I want to be the person that other people look at and say, she makes her own (laughs) cleaning products. (laughs) Like, because in my mind, there's, there's an image that's associated with that. And I want people to look at me in that way. Okay. So when I really get down to the nitty gritty of it, (laughs) I do not want that. That's why I love this. (laughs) That's the last thing I want people to think about me. Okay. But But yes, I hear you. I'm saying I'm on this journey with you. Okay. I'm digging. We are so deep into the center of the earth. Like we're halfway to China. I'm in this with you. So then, so then what's really at the root of that is that I don't feel like I am being seen or heard in a way that feels authentic to me, that I'm not, I have not gotten to the core truth about who I am as a person. And so I have to put these images on top of myself to, to inform myself of, oh, it's okay. I'm that kind of person. Does that make sense? So like, if I just, if you just are what you are, you're comfortable in it and you don't give a flying rat's ass mm-hmm. if anybody thinks that about you or not, because you are, right? I clearly am not comfortable enough in that idea of who I am. And so I, I view these things, mm-hmm. these labels, these titles, home cleaning supply maker, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> as someone that another woman would look at and be like, wow, yeah, she's a hippie. She stays at home yeah, and yeah, yeah. she makes her own home cleaning products. Yeah. She doesn't need right? this corporate bleach mongering. No, not only is she green, <laughs> she is a homemade green yeah. machine, right? Yeah. So like for you, what's something that you would like somebody else would talk about that would make you a little snooty or angry or jealous if you're even already in touch with the fact that it makes you jealous like what's something like that for you well what I'm thinking of right now is because like her first birthday party I had so much anxiety about that because I would look at other people's birthday parties for their kids or I'd look on Pinterest or I went to Allison's son's birthday party and I was like oh God, you know, like, are you kidding me? This is right out of Pinterest and like every little detail. And that made me feel like, do I not love my child as much if I don't okay, put but, in the effort? So then. But, okay. but. Yes. Let's say this. It, to get down to the real mm-hmm. basic base of it and the, mm-hmm. and the foundation of it, you know whether or not you're admitting it right now, you know in your heart that Sabrina's not going to remember this birthday. Right. Okay. You know what it's partly about? What? See, this is what it's about. This is good. (laughs) Bianca's eyes got all sparkly. (laughs) This is like like psychological makeout session. (laughs) Okay. So one of the reasons was I wanted to have a party that looked really great so I could send the photos to all the extended family that like wouldn't come. <laughs> is that terrible to admit? No, no. Because here's the thing, and this is this is why everyone needs to start talking about that. This is because we're human beings. It's a hundred percent normal for you to feel that way. It's a hundred percent normal for me to feel like I wish people thought that I was this great. <laughs> cleaning cleaning supply maker and because of what it in my mind what it means right right what that means and and you know the thing is is that like it's gotten even worse now with social media because now people can put all those things up there and if you have something surrounding that if you have something looking at the mama on pinterest who's every party and function uh-huh. and morning you know it's like the saint patty's day breakfast is all green and the chair right, right, right. everything's decked out in green it's like if that makes you feel less than that's on you it's not on them right. they don't need to stop it they don't need to stop it but but i think the the very 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 simple truth is that we all have to start to make peace with the fact that we're human beings Mm -hmm. we're going to feel the way that we feel Mm -hmm. about things but to acknowledge it and to just say like okay I, i it's silly that like um i had a therapist once who said throw yourself a little party for whenever you're making an acknowledgement of you just being a human being so it's like the minute that you see yourself doing that and you're like oh I see you. I see you, you little jealous clown. You imagine like yeah. a little party hat on your head. And you're like, Woo-hoo! I totally made a big deal out of nothing, you know, because that's the point is like to laugh, to yeah. laugh at it, to realize it's silly because then you take away the power. You take yeah. away the power from the anxiety or the jealousy or the anger. And once you take the power away from those things, then it doesn't, It mm-hmm. do, you'll notice it start to affect you less and less and less. It'll still pop up, but you just laugh at it because right. you're like, oh my God, this is me again. And it's not the real you. It's you, but not you. It's yeah. not your it's true not, self. It's not your true self. And I think, like I said with me, I think the true basis of it is that we're so terrified of not being seen for who we are. Yeah. And so we feel like we have to continually have these labels 
um, that identify us that somebody mm-hmm. can look at and be like, mm-hmm. oh, I mean, think about like when you get dressed. No, it's for sure. Yeah. For something. It's like, don't you, when you grab something out of your closet, go like, I'm going to this, this function. Place. I want to look this way for yeah. this thing. So people know that I'm this. For sure. You know, it's and everywhere. Then, and then the kid stuff gets wrapped up into that because like with the, her birthday party, it ended up being, I had such a good time. That was, it was a really good lesson though for me too, because I usually get st- stressed out about stuff like that because I want it to be perfect and I want I want it to look I'm very competitive <laughs> and I want it to look as good as a Pinterest board and so usually I will just sort of like push through it or like muscle through something instead of but I actually got to enjoy doing it yeah and it was really cute and like I had a basket in the fire like I was like what do I do with the fireplace because we have to (laughs) we had to get rid of like the wooden stuff and I was like oh well why don't we well I got a basket and I put all our stuffed animals in the fireplace you were there yeah it was like sweet and it was cute and it wasn't over the top well, and by the darling. way, when you acknowledge the part of you that wanted to do the party this way for some yeah. reasons, you can also then free yourself for the reasons that you – because yeah. there's always a duality to it. You, right. You, it's not just because no. you want your family members to see it. It's no, also because no, no. you enjoy doing it. Yeah, I love you know? doing it and I love um, – it was really fun to have a celebration after a year. Yeah. And it was, it was like perfect for us because it was at our home – and it was a donut party, okay? Like we didn't spend much money I at all. Ate so many donuts. We had so many donuts, <laughs> it was so but it was good. it was it was fun, and I'm glad. And Allison actually had really inspired me with her party because I was like, oh well, what would be like a cute little gift? Yeah. And I was like, oh, um, curious. George has a book on donuts and counting, <laughs> so that was a little like giveaway book thing. And it was like so the theme was sweet and cute and simple and there were not pony rides maybe that'll be next year no, I'm kidding. Um, there was none of that but it, it did come from the heart and I I did miss our family um, that would have been nice but everyone has a ton of stuff going on and we had seen some family bef- right before so like you know there's no we don't live in like sometimes I wish we all lived on the same block yeah but then it has its own drama yeah but I I I think that with the mommy wars, with the Pinterest stuff, I think as long as it's like not, I'm not obligated to do it, then I'm fine with what you do. Like if I end up on some, I could imagine being in some classroom situation like with another mom, like if you're going to make me do the project exactly how you want it done, then I'd have a problem with that. Yeah. Like you can run your marathon and I can choose to like walk around the block that's fine don't make me run the marathon with you well and I think that once you can get to a place where you look at that and you acknowledge like I said the feeling that comes up and say I'm feeling this way because this makes me feel bad about myself and it's not that person's fault it's just I wish I could do that too or I I'm guilty about the fact that I don't have the time or maybe it opens up a whole nother portal about I mean I had this happen recently where I realized I need to do a better job of organizing my personal stuff so that it's done by a certain time of day so that when I do go to spend time with Magnolia, mm-hmm. I'm there with her a hundred percent. Um, you know, and so look, these are everything in life is a lesson. There's always an opportunity for something to be learned. And so when you have that strong of a, an emotional response to something, stop for a minute and give yourself the time to explore why you feel that way. And then I, I think that the most, you know, the best 
case scenario of what can happen is that you just acknowledge why you, why that, why that particular person doing that makes you feel that way. And then let go, let go of it. It'll still come up a million times. It's not the first time you're going to feel it. It's not the last, but just the awareness. That is the, the one seed of change and that's all you need. Deep breath, everyone. We're liberated mamas. <laughs> um, so yeah, Allison's uh, blog again is misadventuresinmotherhood.net. And we'll be right back. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook of your choice and a free 30-day trial membership. I used my 30-day free trial membership, and you know what I'm listening to? What? Meditations on Tantra by Osho, my favorite dead... <laughs> Your favorite dead what? Guru? Guru. Yanka, how cult many gurus leader. do you have? Oh, yeah, he was a cult leader. Yes. You told him to talk about this. Well, podcast. it's debatable. Depends okay. on who you ask. When I think of Tantra, I think of sex. Is this a sex book? Um, Are you listening to sex books on Audible? Well, I'll never tell. It's on energy. It's about energy. I mean, Tantra does get a bad rap because, yes, it does have to do with sex, but sex is energy. And who doesn't want to hear a book about sex, especially... When you're a crazy tired mom and I have to get myself worked up, you know, so I can get some by the end of the night. I love this. Okay. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. To download your free audiobook today, go to audiblepodcast.com slash atomic. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com slash atomic for your free audiobook. I recommend Meditations on Tantra. Just saying. All right, guys. So we have a fun little segment right now. Yeah. We uh, have, re- <laughs> guys, I'm choking on this popcorn. It's so rude for me to be eating. It's not. A it's little like bit. They're listening in on our conversation. <clears throat> that was Bianca, not me, mom. My mom really hates the food sounds. My husband hates <laughs> the food sounds. Adam crunches apples yes. so arrogantly, and it makes me so insane. <laughs> like, if I, I had I've a, seen him do it, actually. If I had to pull up, like, rage for yeah. an audition or something, that's all I would have to think Your of. Your sensory would be, oh, just Adam. like, ah. Oh. Oh, we've um, talked about it before, but it just drives me nuts. Okay, we're talking about. <laughs> maybe we should start this over. No, I love it. Ah, okay, let's do it. We're reading from our listeners. Okay, so here's one from a listener, and she said, "My husband is a huge Loveline fan and recommended your podcast to me when I was almost caught up with another mom one I listened to. So many of your topics reach into my being, if that makes sense." I've always had anxiety. I thought all people just felt that way until a therapist I saw for a year told me otherwise. I've been working out and trying to get back to cleaner eating, which really melts away the depression and lowers anxiety to a steady 3-4 on my 1-10 to scale, 10 being the highest. However, how is one to get to a 0 if they've never experienced how 0 feels? I want it so badly so that I can have calmer energy for my babies and to help either or both if it is passed along to them. My mother and her mother passed it to me. I'm asking a lot and afraid to Google because I'm personally not down for taking antidepressants. Thanks so much for your time in reading this. Okay, so I have a thought on this. And uh, this is coming from the hippie who doesn't even like taking Tylenol. But I do think that I'm all for natural and meditation and doing all those things to get yourself to a place of Zen. But, you know, anxiety and depression are illnesses. And I think if you're somebody who hasn't ever felt, she, you know, she says in it that she's, how does one get to a zero if they've never experienced how a zero feels? I think medication, and again, you guys, I'm not a doctor, obviously. I just play one on TV. I don't know. <laughs> 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 but 
but I do He's, think that medically a wine rep. Yeah, wine rep. I'm so not even close to a doctor, and I've never even played close to a doctor. I um, I just wanted to say that I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I do think that medication can be really helpful for people who don't know what it feels like to feel normal, and that once your body gets to a place where it actually can feel that and understand that it's much easier to move then into a place where maybe you're just being helped by meditation or yoga or exercise or you know the foods that you choose to eat and I'll give you a specific example my husband um, who's been very open about his um, drug and alcohol abuse and he's now been clean for over 12 years and he was so uh, just did not want to go on antidepressants and he finally saw a doctor who kind of talked him into it and you guys it was it was life-changing for him because he said I I didn't even know he could feel like this and now he's slowly weaning himself off of them and it's been a great tool to get himself to a place where now he knows that he can exist in a world where things feel great and so I'm the biggest fan of eastern medicine and eastern philosophy but I do think that western medicine has its place and it can be very helpful and the two can be used in tandem with each other so For sure. I'm glad that I went on Lexapro for a short period uh, for myself just to experience what, yeah, Yeah. what life can be like. And I didn't like getting off it. And then I was like, oh, I never want to do this again if I don't have to. But it was, it was so nice to realize like what baseline is actually. Yeah. Like God. Yeah. And I think, you know, if you make sure that you do it very much under a doctor's care and you have someone who's watching and advising and, you know, it can be it can be awesome. It doesn't have to be a, a, a hard experience. Um, it can actually be a very, very positive one. And But sometimes with anxiety, medication does not work. Like antidepressants don't always work for anxiety. They've done te- like studies on that. So there are other options too. I, I um, What I wrote back to our listener, yeah. so I'll just read a little bit of that, is um, <clears throat> Ellie here. Oh, boy. <laughs> this <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. This is what I've spent the past decade figuring out and nearly three years writing a book on. And we'll definitely discuss this question on an upcoming podcast, which would be the one we're talking about right now. Okay. But first I want to say that it's fantastic that you eat clean exercise and are mindful of where you are on the anxiety scale. One thing I've been doing lately is getting really precious about my own bedtime ritual. I drink a warm mug of water. I try to go to bed at the same time. I read something on my Kindle that's relaxing and not too stimulating so so that I can fall asleep. Lack of sleep is a huge anxiety trigger for me. Um, And also, if I watch things that are disturbing before I go to sleep, my dreams suck and then I'm exhausted and stressed out. Because I'm I'm the woman who would have – I, you know, people would always chase me in my dreams yeah. or like I'd get in a, a cop car, like thinking I've been saved and the cop turns around and like pulls off the mask and he's the bad guy. So this yeah. is so like, I have to stay <laughs> away from that stuff. So also I don't watch the news. I listen to NPR while putting away dishes instead. The Stitcher app is great for streaming news podcasts. That's the Stitcher app again, guys. Uh, the more positive stuff I listen and watch like Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, the better I feel. Um, also take a look at highly sensitive character traits online. A lot has been written about this. And once I realized I was one, it made it easier for me to be less judgmental with myself about how anxious I can get. That's great. And, and you guys, I'm, I cannot emphasize enough how strongly watching certain material will affect you and your mood and your outlook on the world. And I worked with a therapist who almost exclusively would work with her patients on to stop watching the bullshit violence on TV. Um, because 
you may think you know it's not real. Your brain, your brain cannot compartmentalize that in a way in which it still brings it in and it's violent. So I think that if you do a a, a violence purge and and get a lot of that bad TV, bad news. I mean, listen, there are news programs I think that are very worthwhile. Most of the ones on the basic um, channels, network channels, those are not the news you should be watching. No. Um, because they're they're fear mongering and they just want to give sensationalized stories on awful things happening. And it it's anxiety inducing and it'll make you feel like shit. So yeah. And then another thing that I recommend as well is there's a podcast by James Altucher and uh, maybe we can put the link up too. It's the life story of James Altucher. And it's actually a really funny episode because you don't have to listen to any of his other podcasts to, in fact, this is a good one to start with because he kind of tells his whole life story. Um, and his wife calls in and the, the dynamic and back and forth between the two of them is pure comedy and it's awesome and so entertaining, but he has a kind of foolproof system of how he approaches life with, he calls them the, the, I guess the four pillars or something, but it's four elements that he brings into his life on a daily basis that have been life-changing for him. And it was really impactful for me and it includes spirituality, mm-hmm. exercise, And health. that has really been a big thing for me too the spirituality stuff yeah. like letting that into my life has made it a lot I have so much less anxiety because of that which yeah we can talk about it another time it feels yeah. a little personal right now but just might be good I am the, yeah it'd be a good one guys okay Here's, can I I'm gonna read this no one here. you can't no okay um <laughs> I like I like uh from one of our listeners one of the hardest things for me after giving birth to my son was hearing everyone's opinions left and right on how to raise him I have finally found my mommy voice and able to speak up on what I feel is best for him. But it took a few months to feel confident in myself as a new mother. Not that I don't need advice from time to time. I don't know if either of you experienced that. Oh my God. All the time. And, and, uh, I think the hardest thing for me was to realize that I don't have to, I can't remember someone was on our show talking about, Oh, it was was Ron Funches. Like, why do you have to tell the truth? right like when somebody asks you a question if it's something that like you makes you feel a little uncomfortable or you feel like somebody might judge you for it just don't tell the truth like it's none of anybody else's business just say like oh yeah yeah me too or whatever like you're not going to hell because you didn't you weren't honest about the way you choose to do something that's everyone's prerogative one last question I really struggle believing people when they tell me something good about myself how do you go about realizing your self-worth that's what a mom asked on twitter I think first and foremost is make sure that the circle that you're surrounding yourself with, meaning people, family, friends, that they're people that you genuinely trust and that you, and they're, and they're positive people so that the, the feedback you're constantly getting around you is good and weighted with, with trust. Because I think that's your network around you is such an important thing. But also I think just start exploring things that you, I mean, I I think when you start to delve into yourself and I don't know, I always found, I remember when I had my crisis in high school and um, not high school, gosh, college, I dropped out, I came home, I didn't know who I was, I was very lost. I started reading a lot of poetry and sometimes I think poetry is such a beautiful way to find, it's timeless. People, you find people that are experiencing just similar the same things that you're going through over centuries and centuries and centuries ago and that's a powerful thing to feel connected and to feel that others are feeling the same things did feel the same things that you did even at a completely different time so I find things to read that that lift you up that make you feel good that you can find and lose lose yourself in as well lose yourself into it and therefore find yourself oh so profound today 
He was. And also fake it till you make it. You know, when someone says something to you, when someone says something good to you and you're struggling to believe it, try for a week to not resist the compliment. See what it feels like to just say thank you. Yeah. And like give it the space to maybe accept it or try to accept it instead of deflecting it or shitting on yourself in another way. Yeah, give yourself the 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 two word rule of thank you and that's all you can say and take a beat before you say thank you. So when someone gives you a compliment like, "Ellie, your eyes look particularly sparkly today." Beat. Thank you. <laughs> But, it's, but it's seriously, like, do have, feel a second to, like, to maybe even just ask yourself the question, like, what if that was true? What if mm-hmm. it is true? Mm-hmm. Thank you. I know that stuff's hard. Because also I think that the person that's being hard on you isn't really you. It's a voice in your head from when you were being raised or someone else around you. It's not really you. That's yeah. not you shitting on you. That's some. That's something from your past it's fear. or someone else. It's fear and it's and it's that affected loneliness you. and yeah, all those things. Quick break? Yes. Okay guys, we're back. I'm uh two timing it. <laughs> I'm doing the mom bomb and mom session this episode. You're stealing the spotlight. I'm stealing the spotlight. My mom's session uh, has to do with the whole like Pinterest birthday thing, right? So you know what? Sometimes if you can't, wait, was it? You can't make it? Fake it. Fake it. Yeah. <laughs> fake Or fake it till you make it. Fake it till you make it. I was like, that wasn't right, but she came in and saved me. It was great. Okay. So I got these amazing uh, ribbon banners. <laughs> what? I just think like, it's so funny. If you can't make it, fake it. That's definitely not we were like, yeah, that's sure. my mom bomb. <laughs> it really is. I strongly, like the core of my being believes that if you can't, if you can't, can't make, make it, it, fake it, it and buy it on Etsy. Yes. So <laughs> my mom session no. is, uh, it's a company called A Petite Soiree. Oh, I like that name. And they do these ribbon banner thingies that are so sweet. And look, if you have the time or energy... Or if it's something that gets you really excited, then of course, do this yourself. If you're like me and you want everything to look like, if you would rather spend your energy online making something look like it was handmade by you, then then do what I did. <laughs> so uh, they have different colored fabrics and they um, and now it's hanging in her playroom still. And it's just so darling. How would you describe this, Bianca? You know, they're like the it's fabric. A, yeah. I mean, it's a garland. It's yeah. a, it's a ribbon garland or a, or a, um, yeah, you can, they're, they're really cute and very colorful and, and you can get sweet. different colors and whatever. So that is my, uh, mom session because again, like even if we can't make our own homemade cleaners, we can pay someone else to make the homemade cleaners for us. Profound words from <laughs> Ellie Noss. Yeah, you probably could at like the farmer's market. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, these days. Or soap. Honest yeah. company. Come Man, on. everyone's selling soap. Okay. And then my mom bomb also comes from my, from being a, what am I? I'm a, Type a, reco- a. I'm a recovering perfectionist. <laughs> so my mom bomb for today is practice makes progress. Oh. Very simple and sweet. 
I love it. You know what? I feel I feel a difference since we both meditated today. Hmm. I feel it. Mm-hmm. It's very I subtle, just, but it's there. I have popcorn in my mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Remember, trust in your goodness. Live out your greatness. And rock on. Atomic Moms. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore because it's here and it's funny and I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudine posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and three comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.